has no limit to what I can do when you're by my side. I give you my dreams and I watch them come alive. I can do anything when you're by my side. When you're by my Welcome to another episode of the Musician's Journey podcast. This time I had the pleasure to talk with Stefan Becklund, a musician and singer-songwriter based here in Stockholm. The songs in this episode are composed and performed by him, and you'll find the titles in the show notes. Guess what's changed is that I welcome you now. How are you feeling today, by the way? Thank you. Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a long day. I work as a music teacher. That's my my job, other job. Uh, so yeah, full day. And so, you know, Friday mm. evening went out to have a dinner with a friend before I came here. Mm. So it's nice, but it's like it's just like okay. Yes. Know. Yeah, I was thinking some time of uh, getting into teaching uh, as well, mm. like more than one at a time. But uh, I have some kind of uh, fear, I think, mm-hmm. of having a group of kids or people. Like one-on-one, I feel really comfortable and confident. Mm. But uh, when it comes to groups, I guess it's something you just have to dive into 
and then you learn from experience. Yeah, it can be a vulnerable thing when you have a group of people that you're kind of holding space for. Yeah, so it can be a different than like when you're just like with one instrument. Or, yes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I I became teacher. I was had my like diploma as a music at in two thousand and three. Mm. So it's a long time ago. Yeah. And I was so scared to go out and teach. I actually was kind of trying to apply for another course for like composition or something mm. else, just not go out and work. Mm. So I'm super afraid. But then a teacher at school were like a, one of the professors. He said, no, you gotta get out and work. Yeah. So like, okay. So you did it. I did it. Yeah. And it's, I'm still scared after 18 years. Oh, really? Yeah. Why are you still doing it then? I guess since it's somehow the way to make, uh, bring food on the table so far, I have my music as my, my biggest passion, my own. Mm. But still, it's not bringing in uh, any money yet. But the day when I can make a living from my music, then, then I will yeah, quit the teaching job. Right, let's yeah. get into those things then. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, yeah so my name is Stefan Becklund, it's my real name. And uh, I before uh, my name was Benedict Sand, that's kind of still that artist, kind of. But it was also my real name, Benedict Sand, before, because it was, I got the name when I was got married some years ago, and I kept, but then. Recently, I uh, went back to my original child name, Becklund. Mm. So that's about the name. So now I'm kind of in a, a way see, finding a new kind of fresh name for my artists, for me as an artist. So I have not really maybe found the one yet, but I'm kind of bringing it in, inviting it in. Yeah, because on Bandcamp you're still Benedictson. I am, yeah. Yes. And you teach music? I do as well, yeah. Yes. So my kind of regular job is as a music teacher at elementary school. So it's it's not instrument teacher, it's more like in one school. So it's like a yeah, big, can be big groups of children. Mm in all ages from nine, maybe nine year old until 15, 16. Oh, that's cool. I think you're the first I talked to who actually has a job like that because I took one year of pedagogy after I had done my cello uh, degrees because I heard it's a practical thing to have on paper and I was aware that if I wanted to work as a musician, uh, it was pretty likely I would have to do something to do with teaching. And as a part of this pedagogy degree, I had some time where I had to be in uh, a primary school and to um, take part in all the music lessons. I can't remember exactly the ages, but it was from maybe second to seventh grade or something like this. And I was there only two weeks and only for the music classes and I was totally exhausted. And I haven't really been pursuing that kind of job. It's just being 
uh, in a room with so many kids and having to you know keep their focus uh, or somehow entertain them or yeah it just felt like an impossible task for me did you get used to handling the situation ever I guess yeah it's been it's not yeah it's not an easy thing being a teacher uh, it's uh, it's a skill like any skill and somehow it was always almost like life just brought me there kind of was not really fully chosen I didn't really know what what I wanted to do like where I started to study for just a history teacher first and mm -hmm. I'm hey but I don't really I don't really like history it's like Okay, what else? Yeah, music maybe. So I was kind of just had no idea where I actually wanted. But I knew it was something about music. But then it actually turned into music teaching. Mm. But I fell from it. Yeah, but I don't want to do this all my life. I just And through the years, my own music for my own passion is actually been growing every year. And it's been like a slow train. But I keep, you know, I don't jump off the train. I just keep a little steady pace on the train of my own artistry. And let it just take me a little bit down that further down. Like every year, a little bit more. So I guess my journey in music has been like a slow kind of thing. Yeah. And it's, but it's actually getting sweeter every year and more... I feel it's like more me coming through and like how I want to express musically and, and it's kind of, it's, yeah, it's beautiful to have something that just like a love that grows and expands. Mm. How did it start? With the music? Yeah. It started actually when I was, I would say around 13, 14 and it was, I had kind of been doing like this piano like kids go to piano classes like 15 minutes every week and playing like simple songs and it was not so exciting but somehow one one day I, I, I put this on this Mozart record it was Mozart on one side a piano concerto and on the other side it was uh, like a Schumann piano concerto and I listened and I was like pretty much very taken by the music and felt okay I wanted to play mm. so then I started to after that moment of just being inspired to play piano 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 and uh, more and more so for like f maybe four or five years I played like four or five hours every day just piano yeah uh, in the classical tradition yeah. and then at some point somehow it uh, after a few, up. yeah, actually around maybe after those four, maybe three, four or five years, I started feeling, oh, I don't want to do this. Mm. <laughs> I felt it was too restricted with the sheet music and you just practice. But I felt something else was, so it was like more into pop, mm. pop music, just singing and playing all kinds of songs. So I actually... After that, more inquired a skill of just kind of improvising and just like picking up a lot of different pop songs. But it was actually just uh, a start for me to really feel, or oh, the music's been like part of my since then, but actually since 
maybe 10, 10 years, it's been more and more like, okay, this is, this is for real. Like this is, mm. this is actually what I want to do most. So you moved to a little house. I did like one and a half year ago. Yeah. And the main reason was just so I could work less as a teacher. So, so I can play and spend more time with just me and my my own music. So I had an apartment uh, in Nakka, which I sold. Moved to this tiny house, and then I could afford this work much, much less. Mm. And it turned out really nice. Yeah. For one and a half year, I actually only worked one day a week, and still be able to, you know. Right. Make ends meet. And now I work a little bit more this year to just try out how it is to work half time, but I don't really have to. And yeah, it's a beautiful thing about being in a tiny house. You, you can yeah, play 24 hours without disturbing the neighbors. Yeah, and not as many distractions around. I notice when I'm home a lot, I just want to, uh, I see something I want to clean or some yeah. plants I need to water or. Uh, I guess when you limit the space you're in, you can focus more on music. It could be, but as you say, it's easy. It's, I'm also to get distracted. At these days when we have so much things, like we have a phone, we have the computer, we have like stuff, we can go where places, there's so many options. And for me as well, like uh, when I moved to the house, I first to get the furniture into the house, but like, it took me like two months. Because I want every every piece of furniture to be just right, and you kind of like a maniac run around finding that perfect table. Mm. And then the garden, I made a whole garden. So it's not that I'm only with the music all the time. I find like okay, this gardening needs to get done, so I get all into that garden and I get it done. And then, but I still keep the music going, like the momentum somehow. But sometimes I feel, whoa, the times just fly by and yeah. and it's also about uh, making every extra moment that I have to sit with the guitar or with the piano or with the voice and or writing so I don't waste time. Mm. So I guess that's my thing to really like make the time every day important. Okay, so, but if I have a gardening thing I need to do, I do it, but then back to the guitar. Do you have a specific way of structuring your days or uh, certain routines that you have? That it takes like the different seasons, but when I am in my routine, then I usually have like a daily schedule, and and then the summer comes, and then I usually fall out of that routine, do other stuff, and then a little transition. So maybe by next week or so, I'm back to a new routine, and but it's like getting up in the morning, doing a meditation eating the breakfast and then music for until lunch. Mm. And then after lunch, maybe I'll do a little more music, doing maybe some housework or garden things or whatever, and then more music in the evening. So that's my like perfect day. Each breath I take, I take with ease. Each breath I take, I take with ease each breath I take. I take with ease each breath I take. 
with ease As I was born to breathe through this life 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 And each step I take I take with these Each step I take, I take with ease each step. I take, I take with these. Now each step I take with these. Cause I was born to die through this life. I was born to die for uh, my whole life. I've been very interested in learning how to play others' compositions. Mm. And I'm therefore fascinated by people who instead have an urge to make their own music. So how is it, in your case, is music just coming to you and you just want to put it into being? Or do you just sit down and decide, now I'm going to make a new song? Uh, yeah, it's been kind of both. But pretty early, like... When I, I remember I wrote maybe my first melodies around 15, 16. So it's been like that create, creative spark has always been with me, kind of. And then sometimes there's been a more flow and like a lot of songs come, come out and other times like nothing comes. But I, I had, had like intention to, to keep it like every day. At, at the best to give time to, to create mm. so to also structure like my, my perfect structure day then there's like maybe 90 minutes of just composing and maybe 90 minutes of just you know practicing the voice on the guitar yeah so I feel it's it, it kind of both you need like the, that things create a spark and come through but also for me it's about also giving myself time to actually not only when it comes, but actually, okay, I sit down for 90 minutes, just see if I can create, and something, nothing comes, or at least I did put in that time. Yeah, I think the closest I get to making my own music is when I have to make my own cello arrangement of oh, yeah. some song. So mm -hmm. like now, these days, I'm preparing some wedding music. Mm -hmm. uh, so then I listen to songs where there is not much cello and it's up to me to find my arrangement. Mm. And I think it's really fun, but I also notice I um, find it really hard to work on it if I don't feel it's just coming to me. Mm. Uh, it can be hard to just sit down and kind of decide that now I'm going to do this. Uh, so I, I can't risk postponing this until the day before the rehearsal for example I have to give it a couple of weeks so that I can do just a little bit every day when it's kind of easy mm. but maybe that's just the way I work mm. but I like to do those things yeah yeah that's fun to do but I also really like to just being told what to play mm. especially uh, solos 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm in a band, and once uh, one of my band members said that, oh, here on this boat, uh, you can uh, make a cello solo. Mm. And I tried to then, yeah, go home and do that. But uh, after a week, I said, actually, I, I would much prefer you just playing a solo to me that I can copy, because uh-huh. it just comes so uh, so much easier to other people. I guess people are used to it. I don't know, maybe I have some kind of barrier or some fear. Like, do you feel fear when it comes to musical expression? Like you sing and you make your own lyrics and you're in a way, you know, vulnerable. Hmm. Is there any fear related to that? The fear has been on my shoulder kind of is about my voice since I have not felt that comfortable with it. But it's that also I felt that every year it's been actually been improving and I feel more and more confident in my singing voice as my music evolves kind of. But still it can be vulnerable and, and, and scary like to sing in front of a group of people or but I have never really felt so scared about sharing my songs, if they're even if they're vulnerable. If I feel it's sincere, like what I say, this I feel this is what I feel, and it feels true. Then I, I'm just yeah, I'll share it. Mm. But yeah, what you said is about when, when we like creative things. Want, what I want, or where I want to feel when I create, that it feels like like a yes, like so I I just don't like make a melody and it okay it works, because mm-hmm. somehow I, I feel uh, yeah maybe also that's the kind of barrier about you know things has to be it's not that it has has to be perfect but uh, yeah it's like I, I'm kind of searching for that musical goal kind of. And if I if I create something I don't feel it's like it actually magical then I just throw it in a <laughs> in a waste bin mm. and it could be maybe uh, maybe a little over too perfect but I somehow also feel like there is like uh, not to get get things out too easy like to really feel okay does this really feel like sincere that I actually want to share this with the world. And if I don't feel like a hell yes, then I probably better just to keep it a little bit and see if something else wants to come out. Mm. So yeah, that's where I'm now. I'm kind of trying, like going for that little more golden. Like my music before, I actually felt was at that time when I did it. I actually really loved the songs. But now these days, it's like I have like a different. It's like something else wants to come out, but it doesn't really want to come down. Mm. So it's been like a little more difficult for me to compose last years. Has uh, participating in Kirtan and similar events that has an impact on your approach to music making? It uh, definitely has, especially before, since I wrote a lot of like my own kind of kirtan songs or kind of heart songs mm. in that style and maybe now i'm more into kind of just actually i'm kind of kind of searching for my new kind of music is because it doesn't really want to come through fully but i 
but I feel I'm kind of almost there, but it's not the Kirtan thing. Yeah, hopefully soon you will hear something recorded. But yeah, I, I love to share songs that kind of can be inspiring maybe or something that's sweet and heart heartfelt or intimate or to, to like sing to God, to the divine. Yeah, because you and I met via the Kirtan gatherings yeah. at uh, Burak's place. Exactly, yeah. He uh, was featured in episode 16 of this podcast. Uh, how did you get into this type of music making? The, the Kirtan? Yeah. Well, I, uh, I've been through many years, I've been kind of in the spiritual kind of reading books and inspirational books. So it's been a big part of my life's journey to like the uh, holy work. And then I came to Engsbacka first time 2011 and then I went in contact with just like especially love the kind of the English lyrics at first, like heart songs. And then after a while also the mantras, like the Indian. Can so you uh, explain what Engsbacka is? Engsbacka is a place in Sweden where they have like festivals, summer festivals. And especially one that's called No Mind. It's a big festival. So I was there in 2011, first time. And that was really like... Op- opening my heart to just be like beautiful people like-minded that are also in this kind of doing that kind of holy work for themselves to, to find more depth of just uh, in touch with with the spirit or with the divine and to share that together in like celebration of life and so i've been there every year since then and it's been a big part also of my musical journey to be there to like to be inspired and to also share my music there. So there's been um, various ways of um, making music together where it's um, it's possible for people to join in yeah. without necessarily knowing how to play an instrument or without having done much before. Like it's I don't know. I haven't been there myself, no. but the impression I have is that it's very inclusive and for sure yeah and i guess when participating in this type of music making then relationship to music making changes where this barrier between musician and audience isn't really that clear Mm. anymore or it disappears yeah it for sure can be like that so so people can feel very included and also be part of musical music making Are you aiming your music specifically at certain types of people? Uh, I mean, the music I did before maybe been like f- for like the people like like Engspakians. Yeah. <laughs> like spiritual, like believing somehow in in God or in the spirit or the greater. But also songs has been also maybe it can be thus you don't have to be a believer to relate to the songs so regular dudes actually mm. like the songs but i say yeah my my audience could be actually anyone who just feel love my my vibe but as i said it's like the last years has been like i've been almost kind of searching for something a little bit new compared to what i did before but it has not really landed in anything in any song yet it's kind of maybe one song i've done other than that, it's like, I'm still, yeah. Mm. 
Is there anything in particular that you want to achieve as a musician? Uh, as an artist, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say as an artist, yeah, I'd love to just share great stuff, great songs that really, I, that I feel is really true to me, that I share from, this is what I want to share, and or this is what I want to say. And somehow, yeah, like uh, a, some, a realness about it, but also like a delicacy of just, I know I, I put the aim pretty high, but I want to feel like almost it's like masterpieces. That's kind of what I wanted to go. Cause it's like, I mean, it's not to sound kind of arrogant, but it's like writing one melody or writing a lyric, that's okay. That's, that's not a thing for me, cause I can do that. But it's more of taking it to that next level. That's difficult. And that's where I'm going, but it's, it doesn't really want to come through easy. So I really need to put down those hours of just exploring and singing and, and writing and finding what, where that, how that. So that's that's my journey now, aim now. Hmm. Do you have any thoughts on how you want to reach people? Are you using social media or thinking about yeah promotion and stuff like that mm. i have in the past been i've been done some work but i've not been really fully dedicated to on this like to really promoting myself and i guess maybe because i have not really felt like what i offered has really been you know, kind of good enough for me to actually go, like, listen to this. I felt there's a different level where I wanted to take my music when I feel okay. And probably it's, like, never going to happen. Mm. <laughs> so I so I had this, like, uh, talk with another musician friend. He's a professional doing it for years. And he says, like, you're never going to get good enough. You <laughs> get stuff out. Yeah. So I'm kind of... Where I talked about before, like I'm aiming for that gold, but I also aware that you somehow also have to get everything that you let out doesn't have to be golden all the time. Sometimes you just have to get things out and then move on to the next thing. Mm. So I'm kind of in like I'm from both sides trying to find that sweet spot. Like okay, because my place where I'd long to really be is to to be consistent, to have a, like songs coming out on a re regular basis, but also that I can have a quality that I feel like okay, this is really how I want to express. So my my aim is to, yeah to as soon as possible to get at least a few songs that I feel okay, this is kick you know badass great songs and then. So I actually feel like I can go all in to just promote it all over on all platforms. The beautiful thing about music today, like anyone of us can actually make it kind of, but we have to be awesome. Or the songs needs to be really awesome to, to mm. actually cut through all, all the everything. Since everyone can release their songs. Mm. Do you want to be a touring musician? Yeah. Yeah. At least I think I'm pretty good at, you know, comfortable at home. <laughs> so maybe not being on the road all the time, but definitely maybe two times a year going on a tour, like in the spring or maybe in the, in the fall. Mm. 
have a break in the summer and uh, yeah I love that and I used to have like maybe a small group of musicians joining in like maybe a core like a trio or something or me so it can be pretty sweet and acoustic kind of feeling to it so yeah I kind of like that minimalistic I also like when it's like big and full like Christian worship music when they like have a 15 musicians on stage and it's like I may I love that but I also love like this just like when everything is just pretty like you have an acoustic guitar that sounds phenomenal like maybe a cello maybe a keyboard voices and everything is just super sweet and very intimate mm. and everything just sounds awesome like super well played and great sounding instruments I love that kind of hi-fi kind of quality are you looking for these musicians or is that further into it's, the it's, future it's in I'm kind of in there uh, looking but I'm also like kind of finding you know my kind of new songs kind of thing first so the, uh, my intention for this this fall this upcoming weeks months to have the music done actually and then it's maybe it's and the time would be to bring in some more musicians you give yourself goals uh, I, I can be pretty good at actually you know okay to really make my mind okay now i'm gonna do this and then i do it mm. so i don't just say i'm gonna do it and then not do it i can almost like almost always stick to my if I say I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it, and then I just make myself account accountable to stick to it. So that I guess the thing for me is to actually decide, okay, what what next? Um, yeah, time can go very quickly. With I mean, I a bit more than a year ago, I started to deliberately call one of my sisters once a week, mm. <laughs> and then I quickly realized how quickly a week goes. In a way I hadn't been aware of before. So it can be so easy that the time just flies. I try to really push myself and not postpone things. And I think I'm getting better at that. Mm. But it's fascinating. So are you self-employed then? As an artist? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Kind of? I would say it's like my own thing. You have your own company? I do, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's great. Because I've been... I've just registered as my own mm -hmm. company mm. and uh, something I like to ask people on this podcast is uh, to get some encouragement when it comes to doing one's own taxes and stuff. Uh, do you have some word of advice? Yeah, it's. I mean it's good to keep like a booking of things to buy and things to do if you make an income and have things in order. It doesn't have to be super, but at least that you have things like incomes, costs, and also with the moms, like, yeah, to keep track of that. Yeah. Since you need to, like, usually in the beginning of the year, you make that declaration of the, the moms. And then you have to kind of, okay, this is why I bought this microphone and it costed blah, blah, blah. So if you buy equipment and you buy it on the company, because then you actually can get the mom's money back. Yeah, the VAT, I think, in English, maybe. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sure. I yeah. don't even know what it stands for. The, yeah, the VAT. The VAT. Yeah. Do you so. use an app or anything? 
I don't actually, but I just in Excel. Excel. Yeah. Right. I have a folder with mm. like plastic pockets mm -hmm. ready for whatever will come. So I will start there and see if I feel I need to advance to something more. I just feel more in control when I have physical yeah. things. Okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah, but we'll see. Yeah, because it's just about being organized is the main thing. Yeah. I had someone on who said that he had found an accountant. Do you use that? I have not yet. No. I actually had an encouraging experience when I was registering as self-employed. Mm. Now very recently, because I came to a couple of points in this form I had to fill out where I didn't understand a single word of what they were asking of me. And my uh, default reaction is to assume that it's not relevant to me and just ignore it. But I was thinking, no, I need to establish some good habits this time. So I actually called them, the tax office. And I was thinking, this is probably a waste of time. But uh, when I got to talk to someone, it was this incredibly friendly, helpful man. And I could just ask all my questions and he would answer. And he would say, yeah, actually, those don't apply to you. You can just ignore them. But anyway, it was really nice to just experience mm. that. Okay, I, I can actually ask for help if there is something I don't understand. So I will continue mm. that. I can uh, yeah, try to do it right from the start. Exactly. At least know the basic, like the, the things that really are important. And maybe, yeah. yeah, they maybe not have to know everything about everything, but at least the uh, fundamentals. Yeah. something on your mind that hasn't already been said? I just uh, for, yeah, I want to thank for being here, part of your podcast. And it's been great to come here and share this, share this maybe 45 minutes or so with you. And uh, yeah, what I can say is about as I can see, see to my own life, I'm now 46 years old. And my music is actually, as I said before, becoming more and more beautiful and more sweet every year. Mm. So it's never too late to actually start or, or to find, you know, passion, if you like, over 40 or whatever. If you mm. oh, it's too late, it's not. But it's like a really 
finding what's true for each. For me, it's the music. And I'm kind of, in one way, happy that it takes a long time. So it actually can get sweeter every year. So I'm not, I'm not that quick, you know, boom, boom, boom. I'm more like that turtle kind of coming like boom. That's kind of my pace to follow that. But don't never quit or get lazy, but just like stay on it. And it's like with time and every, like the more we do something on a regular basis, like with discipline, the more things will just multiply. So I guess that's for my, myself also to like really devote my time, like when the fall comes and to make like every day count. Okay, how much music can I put in to this day? Okay, so much, then I do it. So, uh, as you said, like one week can go by so fast, and that's actually 20 years can go by pretty mm -hmm. fast. Yeah. And I can see we doesn't have to make every day perfect, because some days maybe something else comes up and you have to t deal with it, or one week something else is, but then back on it mm. for me to get back on in the saddle and then stay on the saddle for as long as I can, and maybe something comes. A corona for two weeks, okay, boom, okay, but then back on it. <laughs> mm, yeah, consistency. It can be slow, but just keep it up. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that too. I've started to think of days more like in groups rather mm. than one by one, because it can be so stressful to feel that oh, today I'm going to do all these things. It's not actually necessary. Maybe there are just a couple of things I can do every day but all the other things you know maybe I did a lot of this and that today then I can do more of something else tomorrow mm. it's gonna be exciting to hear the music that's coming yes. from your uh, little house yeah yeah are you gonna tiny songs tiny songs from the tiny house really <laughs> <laughs> yeah are you gonna release them on some streaming platform yeah probably like everywhere so that's my my plan and you already have some or oh, quite a lot of music on bandcamp yeah that's been my kind of where i release stuff where i really feel was good enough <laughs> like so i put it out there at least to get things out but i didn't put it out on all platforms like spotify no since I felt, okay, this this is half good, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's why it's a lot of stuff on Bandcamp. I mean, some s songs are good, but mm. some are not. How good I, I want it to be. But it's like, yeah, like music making and music, it's difficult. It's a tricky thing to get it right. But when it's there, when you, you know, when you feel like, okay, this song is actually, we can feel what songs are in the place when they're not. That's pretty awesome. God, you have me now. You have me now. I would love meet you like distance meets infinity.
all boundaries of logic fall and I get lost in your mystery. Thank you for listening. If you want to listen to the beautiful songs coming from Stefan's tiny house, I'll include his YouTube channel and Bandcamp page in the show notes. As time goes by, I realize I'm making a podcast that I would have appreciated hearing as a music student. So if you know anyone you think would find this material useful in any way, feel free to share your favorite episode with that someone. If you want to support this podcast, you can visit my page on Coffee ko-fi.com slash the musician's journey podcast and you can also find this podcast on instagram where you are more than welcome to comment on an episode and say how you found it inspiring or helpful 